Roll call, please. Member White. Here. Member King. Here. Member Iman. Absent. Member Brown. Here. Member DeGasis. Here. Member Clinton is absent. Member Whalen absent. And Chair Branch. Here. And now we'll rise for the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. At this time, the public shall have an opportunity to comment on any non agenda item relevant to the jurisdiction of the city. Are there any speaker slips or hands online? If there are any members of the public wishing to speak, please use the raise hand feature and I will call on you. And there are no responses at this time. Okay. Very good. Um, are there any uh, amendments or adjustments to the agenda today? Uh, good afternoon, Chair and Board Members. No, we have the um, agenda. Um, Everything is being heard today, and just, um, well, I'll, I'll wait for A2 to talk about A2. We're at A2. Okay, let's talk about A2. So you have um, a handful of minutes, and um, the, the Chair has the list of people that were not in attendance on certain dates, so you would just not, we're not going to call on you to vote on that. Um, and we do need to have each set of minutes um, uh, read into the record with action and, from yeah. the board. So we'll take each one on its own. All right. Then let's get that going. Let's start with uh, item A3, the uh, review and approval of the, of the minutes for February 28th. Can I get a motion for that? I move that we approve the minutes as submitted for February 28th. Second. And we have a second. Uh, any discussion? Second. We have we have a second already. Any discussion? None. Okay. Uh, we'll take a roll call. And Member White was absent on that one, so we can roll call with everybody else. Member King. Uh, no. No, you don't approve the minutes. No. Why? Why? Well, first of all, it's all, it's almost a year old. And, you know, while we're looking at this a year later and, and trying to make a, de a decision about whether or not the information is reliable and valid, to me, is, uh, it doesn't make sense. Huh. Um, Do we have a reason why we're looking at this a year later? The reason is that we didn't have a clerk for until um, late last year, and so we're doing catch-up, and it would be, uh, that's fine if you want to vote no on that, but um, it is expected that you review your, you know, your comments, and if you had any questions to, to ask staff if, um, so they are, I'm sorry that to say that they are late, but we're trying to get them cleaned up and um, approved so we can start posting them. Mr. I just have a, a question for Mary. So uh, the, the clerk who uh, writes the minutes reviews the minutes. I mean, they have to review the, 
the, the video? That's correct. So it's not like it, they're, they're just reporting what occurred. The process is the clerk provides the minutes by review of the video, um, and then the planner reviews it, and then I review it. So I'd, I'd point out, too, that the videos are available to review online to the public, are they not? That's correct. So given that information, Jim, you still hold your vote no? Okay. Continue with the roll call. Member Brown? Aye. Member DeGasis? Yes. Member Clinton is absent. Member Whalen is absent. And Chair Branch. Yes. And Member Iman arrived at 3.04 into the meeting. Um, Member Iman, your vote for the February 28th meeting minutes. I would vote to approve them. Very good. Um, next will be the uh, the minutes for May 9th. Can I get a motion for that? I move that we approve the minutes for May 9th, uh, 2023 as written and submitted. And can I get a second? Second. Okay, we have a second. Um, any discussion? Okay, seeing none, uh, roll call and it looks like Absent were members Whelan and Clinton. They're not here, so everybody here can vote on it. Uh, roll call, please. Member Brown? Aye. Member Iman? Aye. Member King? No. Member White? Aye. Member DeGasis? Yes. And Chair Branch? Yes. Uh, and now let's move to the minutes for July 11th. Uh, motion for that, please. I move that we approve the minutes as submitted for July 11th, 2023. Second. And we're seconded. Um, any discussion on that one? Seeing none. Uh, and on July 11th, Member White was absent. Um, let's do roll call for that one. Member Clinton is absent. Member Brown? Aye. Member DeGasis? Yes. Member Iman? Yes. Member King? Aye. Member, actually, Chair Branch? Yes. Uh, now we have the minutes for July 25th. The motion for that, please. I move that we approve the minutes for July 25th, 2023, as written and submitted. A second? Second. We have a second. Any discussion? Okay, um, members White and DeGasis were absent that day, so uh, can we get a roll call? Member King? Aye. Member Iman? Aye. Member Brown? Aye. Member Clinton is absent, Member Wheeling is absent, and Chair Branch? Yes. And now we go to uh, the minutes for October 24th, um, which everybody was there. So uh, we got a motion for that. 
I would move that we approve the minutes for October 24, 2023 as presented. Great. And a second, please. Second. Discussion? Uh, we can have roll call for that. Member White. Aye. Member King. Aye. Member Iman. Aye. Member Brown. Aye. Member DeGasis. Yes. Member Clinton absent. Member Whelan absent. Chair Branch. Yes. And the last one, uh, the Design Review Board minutes for November 14th. Um, absent were members Brown and Iman. Um, you get a motion for that, please. I would move that we approve the minutes um, with a correction on the last item. There was a typo. The paragraph on the final item is um, repeating information of the previous paragraph. Very good. Okay, so let's put that under discussion. And okay. um, so we, we need to get a second for that. From either, let's see, from either, uh, oh, from either Member White or King. You'll second? Second by Member White. And now your comment under discussion. Um, that's recorded, so I think I think staff can work with that. Um, any other any other comments? Okay, uh, roll call, please. Member White. Aye. Member Whelan is absent. Member King. Aye. Member DeGasis. Yes. And Chair Branch. Uh, yes. Okay, we got through that. Um, this takes us to our conceptual preliminary calendar. Um, item B1. And that is for 129 and 127 North Fairview Avenue, APN 077-170-042, Fairview Shopping Center New Storefronts and CEQA, Categorical Exemption, Section 15301A, Case Numbers 23-0009-SCD, 23-0044-DRB, 23-0062-ZC. Uh, has everybody visited the site? Jim? Three visitations, no ex parte. Okay. Martha? Site visit, no ex parte discussion. Okay. Cecilia? Site visit, no ex parte. Uh, Elizabeth? Site visit, no ex parte. And Jonathan? Site visit, no ex parte. Uh, I have been there a million times, but I did a virtual site visit, uh, no ex parte. Although I did say hi to Paul when he got here earlier today. Um, all right. Uh, Christina, the floor is yours. Good afternoon, members of the DRB. I'm pleased to present this project to you at 129 and 127 North Fairview Avenue. Um, perhaps not as pleased as Mr. Poirier is. This project is uh, essentially dividing a tenant space into additional storefronts, and because of that, the DRB is required because there are exterior changes such as 
um, windows and doors and an awning as well. Um, just wanted to give just a little bit of history this or about the shopping center. The shopping center is large for Goleta standards. It's 237,000 square feet approximately. Um, however, this um, the amount of square footage that this project will affect is only about 5,137 5, square feet. So it's the portion of miners' hardware uh, will that they are not currently using will be used for two new storefronts. Um, this project is a substantial conformity determination. Uh, so today's review would be recommending to the director um, if the categorical exemption should be approved and whether or not the design is acceptable for the DRB. And after that, it would go to the director for planning and environmental review for attend and for review for a decision, and then it would come back to the design review board following the decision by the director for final review. Okay. Uh, if you have any questions, I will be here throughout the hearing, and I'll turn it back to Chair Branch. Thank you very much. Um, all right, the floor is yours. State your names for the record, and show us what you got. I'm Paul Poirier, the architect for Fairview Center, and this is Erica Kessler and Monica Shianto, who work at my office, who've been working on this. So I don't know if you can remember back when it was Builders Emporium or OSH, but you'd walk in the store, and over on the right, they had the screw nuts and bolts section right. that took up a big area. And when Ace took the store over, they decided they didn't need that area, so they requested Michael infill all of those openings that opened to that area. So that area hasn't been used since Ace took over, and it's just a area with no storefront with one blank man door going to it and nothing's been going on in there. Next to that was the running store. So it had a little bit wider, maybe 30 feet in front and it tapered down to be about 18 feet in the back. And next to that is Panda. So Panda's staying and we have Wingstop wants to go in and they only need an 18 foot wide space. So we're gonna alter the location in the front, narrow it up, and make a bigger tenant space next to the wing stop. So wing stop isn't actually a new space. It's a reconfigured running store space. But we're going to put some glass that goes to the space that was formerly part of Osh. And we're making it look like the rest of the small shops that are right next to it, with the same kind of materials and awnings and lighting and whatnot. So it Kind of blends in with that part of the center where there's a bunch of small tenants. Um, don't know who's going to go in the balance of the space. That's about a 5,000 square foot tenant. But hopefully we'll be able to get somebody who will lease that and just have to see what the leasing guys come up with. But trying to expedite getting Wingstop. It's been in the works for quite a while. And we're surprised we need a substantial conformity finding to put a window in to use the space that's already there. There's no additional square footage or really any changes to parking or demand or anything like that. So, Out of curiosity, um, is this going to be the wing stop space or? It's the small one. Oh, yeah, one. Panda's staying there. Yeah. Panda's right to the left of it there in the silver part. 
Oh, that's Panda? And only one of those doors, the one right next to Panda, will be Wingstop that. Oh, that's going to be yeah. Wingstop. Okay, got if it. If you look on the plan, it's a very narrow tenant space here got next it. to the Panda. Got it. Okay. Okay. So we're leaving it up to the leasing agents to figure out who's going to take the balance of the the five, and hopefully we can find an mm -hmm. oddball mid-sized tenant of that size because it's a hard size to lease. Um, a lot of people like much smaller. Yeah. Maybe half of that. So we'll have to see what happens. Got it. Got it. Okay. Um, pretty pretty straightforward. Um, so, um, Jonathan, any questions for the applicant? No questions. No questions. Cecilia? No questions. Martha? No questions. Jim, any questions? No questions. All right. How about comments, Jim? Uh, I have no comments either. Yeah. Martha? I think it looks very handsome, and the proportions are great, and I like the color selections. Okay. Cecilia? I've always appreciated what um, this, this project has done for the community. Um, just some historical reference that um, when the Design Review Board was first founding, founded the, this project, the Fairview, the redo of the Fairview Shopping Center was our first project that we saw. So we've known Mr. Poirier throughout the years and has come and uh, appreciate how the, the center has been maintained, and I think this is perfectly fine. It'll look good. It'd be nice to have some tenants in there. A tenant in there. Good. Okay. Elizabeth, any comments? No, no comments. Jonathan? Well, I like, like the way it looks, and I'd be happy to get some more tenants in, in the center here. Great. I, I have no questions, no comments. I think it's absolutely supportable. Um, do we have any um, uh, do we have any speaker slips or comments from the public? If there are any members of the public wishing to speak, would you please use the raise hand feature and I will call on you. And I do not see any responses. Okay. Uh, that said, with no other comments, uh, someone want to take a stab at a motion on this one? Seems pretty straightforward. Um, can I can I suggest a motion um, or uh, just give some context for this process? So the recommendation it would be a recommendation for approval. It sounds like it, um, that's the direction the board is going, and we would also um, this uh, this does have to come back for final review. So if you could um, schedule it for continuance to the February twenty seventh meeting, that way we can have that set uh, for that meeting after the substantial conformity determination process is completed. So the action would be recommendation of approval and continuance to February 27th. Okay. I'll make that motion. So, so I guess. Um, uh, can we get a second? Second. Any discussion? Uh, can we have roll call, please, for vote? Member White. Yes. Member King. Aye. Member Iman? Yes. Member Brown? Aye. Member DeGasis? Yes. Member Clinton absent, Member Whalen absent, and Chair Branch? Yes. Thanks, you guys. Thank you. Uh, I don't know that they need them. Does staff need any of these at all? Thanks, you guys.
All right. Uh, our next item up is item B2. Item B2, 1 South Los Caneros Road, APN 073-330-074, Carl Storrs Imaging Revised Landscaping and Site Improvements and California Environmental Quality Act Notice of Exemption, case numbers 23-0008-SCD, semicolon 23-0059-ZC, semicolon 23-0042-DRB. Okay, uh, declarations, everybody? Jim? No visitation, no ex parte. Martha? Virtual site visit, no ex parte. Uh, same here for me, uh, Cecilia? No site visit, no ex parte. Elizabeth? No site visit, no ex parte. And Jonathan? No site visit, no ex parte. Very good. Uh, Travis, the floor is yours. Eleven by seventeens, and then the full size. So. Okay. What is the camera on? I guess I'll put the big ones out. Here. Good afternoon, Chair Branch, members of the board. The product before you today is the Carl Storrs Imaging Revised Landscaping and Site Improvements at One South Los Caneros Road, just across the street. They're proposing fifteen hundred square feet of revised landscaping, the removal of two thousand seven hundred thirty-five square feet of concrete paving. 1,000, 5,050 square feet of new concrete paving and the replacement of two bollard light fixtures. This is similar to the previous project that you just heard that this is an, a substantial conformity determination to a previous development plan. So you would be conducting conceptual and preliminary review and making a recommendation to the director on the design. And assuming the director approves a substantial conformity determination, this project will return back to your board at a future date. Uh, that concludes staff's presentation. Staff and the applicant team are available for any questions. Thank you. Great. Um, welcome. Uh, give us your names for the record and proceed. Hi, my name is Nicole Horn, Associate Principal at CJMLA Landscape Architect, and this is. Hi, my name is Jianhua Chen from CJMLA as well. Very good. So I don't know if you're familiar. This is right across the street. Yeah. Um, and this is the main building is here. So the what we're looking at, this enlargement plan, is just like this very small area right in front. It's the main entry. Correct, yeah. Um, so this is the proposed uh, hardscape condition. What we're looking at is removing 20, approximately 2,500 square feet of concrete, replacing it with a... 1500 with a smaller area and then adding in landscaping we're adding in some um, bench seating here so the idea is just kind of to narrow down the entrance it's a pretty big old say old but <laughs> it's just like a very heavy monolithic building and they want to simplify that and reduce some of that concrete this is the survey And that's the demolition plan. So everything in red is coming out. That's all existing concrete. That's a lot of concrete. Yeah, and it, it, here's the doors, these two doors here. So you can see it extends past. There is another door here that's going to be removed. Um, so they, def they just don't need all of that. Got it. 
and then it's just really kind of barren and um, we're trying to introduce some life and some light into the entrance. All of that concrete just ends up looking pretty desolate. <laughs> And we've we've also done a, a renovation on the interior in their atrium. So this um, proposed paving out in front, this patterning is reminiscent of what we're doing on the atrium paving. So there was flagstone in the atrium, and now we're doing concrete in this kind of with this banded pattern here. So now we're bringing that to the front entrance as well. There's an existing. Um, kind of like beige colored seeded concrete everywhere. So this would be the Mesa sand color. Um, should be over here. This lighter color is Mesa sand, like a beige, and then a darker gray for those bands that you see, the horizontal bands. And then where we have the horizontal bands, we'll have um, bench seating. And that would be set in this DG. This table's really big. <laughs> and I have long arms. <laughs> okay, great. Um, and then we're doing this oh, yeah. extension. Um, these additional plantings in the front, just taking those horizontal linear cues from the paving and doing different types of really low water plants. This is under the canopy here. So we have some, I think this is philodendron um, spec here. So shade tolerant below that existing overhang. Just some reference images here on the top. And then we have some renderings. Oh, we have the lighting plan. Renderings and then lighting plan. Uh, so there are some bollards out in front. We'd be replacing them with these smaller, kind of more modern bollards. They're concrete right now. Okay. I think the original idea was like extra security, but they really don't need. Um, you got two <laughs> right that. here. Correct, yeah, that's approximately where the old ones were. And here's the... There's the bollard. I've got a, another cut sheet for it, or two. The color temp's 2700. 2700, um, fully shielded. This is the photometrics. And it would be a bronze uh, fixture. This is the... Finish color, the bronze. Okay. Yeah, I think we skipped some of the existing photos, but you're probably familiar with it. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, any uh, questions for the applicant, Jim? No, I have no questions, no comments. Martha, any questions? No questions. Cecilia? Uh, would, if you wouldn't mind, since there's a lot of paper here, but I don't have anything in front of me and I can't see this, can you just explain what, what the plantings are, just the symbols, to give some idea? I know you've got the thing there, but... Um, so we, tr we tried to keep it relatively simple with the, um, the coloring. So where you see blue, that would be like a blue agave, or this is the blue for crea. Um, these are, what's not there now is a bunch of Raphaelepis and, oh man, that other one, Agapanthus. So we, <laughs> we want to make it look a little bit more modern. So we've got some little ollies um, and a little olive shrub. 
and then grasses and Dianella in through here. And this is a grass. Carex, I think. Um, do you have for your lighting plan, uh, the chair indicated it's 2,700 Kelvin, but is that listed some? some? I read it off the plan. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. If there's a legend. Yeah, okay. there is a legend. Oh, okay. It's on the other side. It's, it's up there. Oh, okay. Okay, that's fine. And the bug rating is good, so there's n there's no upward light emission. So yes. So yeah. this needs to go with it. Anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Elizabeth, any questions? No, no questions. Okay. Jonathan, any questions? I was just uh, looking to see if there's any information on the plan for watering the landscaping. No, we don't have an irrigation plan. This is doesn't meet the threshold for Amuelo because it's such a small area of renovated landscape, but we would be tying into the existing drip irrigation system. Okay. Uh, I have no questions, so uh, let's go to comments. We'll go the other way. Jonathan, any comments? No comments, thanks. Elizabeth? No, no comments. Cecilia? Uh, nice, the upgrades, just to sort of improve the appearance, so thank you. Thank you to the applicant for doing that. Martha? Uh, I think it's beautiful project. I like the bold plant palette and the use of the philodendron and the shaded areas and I think it's going to be very handsome and distinctive. I like the bench selection and how it coordinates really beautifully with the paving so I think it's all um, very excellently done and tailored well. Jim, any comments? No comments. Okay. I have no comments other than I think you've done a great job and great to get rid of all that concrete and you've replaced it with something light years better so I think it's I think it's nice um, all right uh, how about someone take a stick oh wait uh, any public comment if there are any members of the public on the zoom webinar who wish to speak would you please use the raise hand feature and I will call on you and I do not see any responses all right, with that, I guess the motion will need to be similar to the one previously that we just had. Someone want to take a stab at that? Yeah, and Chair Branch, um, if, if we could also include the continuance for the final review to February 27th. Okay. Uh, I'll move that we approve the project as submitted with a return to the board on February 27th for final and adopt the DRB findings and the CEQA categorical exemption, section 15301A. And recommend approval of the SCD. Recommend approval of the SCD. Okay. Se second. We have a second. Uh, any discussion? Uh, then roll call, please. Member White? Aye. Member King? Aye. Member Iman? Yes. Member Brown? Yes. Member DeGasis? Yes. Member Clinton absent, Member Whelan absent, and Chair Branch? Uh, yes. Very good. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Very nice project. That is nice. Good. Uh, that will take us to item C1. We're to our preliminary slash final calendar. Item C1550 Cambridge Drive, APN 
3D printed residence with California Environmental Quality Act Notice of Exemption utilizing Section 15303A, case numbers 23-0020-DRB, 23-0019-LUP. We'll do this one right here. This would be good for the camera. Um, okay, declarations. Jim? Uh, no visitation, no ex parte. Martha? Site visit and no ex parte. I had virtual site visit and no ex parte. Cecilia? I live near the project and walk by there with some frequency, and I have not talked to it. Elizabeth? Virtual site visit, no ex parte. And Jonathan? Uh, past site visit, no ex parte. Very good. Um, Christina, the floor is yours. Uh, good afternoon, members of the DRB, and uh, thank you. Wow, you guys are really getting to it today. Okay, uh, this project is before you is, this is the second time you've seen this project. You, this first time you saw this project was back in August, this summer. This project here is now actually ready for action by the board. So it, should the DRB recommend approval on this project, the next step would be a ministerial issuance of the land use permit by staff. So um, you are the approval body on this one for the CEQA findings and the um, overall look of the project. The project is approximately 1,400 square feet with an attached 460 square foot two-car garage. The proposed dwelling will be constructed using 3D printed technology. The rest of the materials are conventional materials such as the fenestration and doors and roof. Um, there is a new curb cut, which has been approved through our public works department in order to get to this residence. This resi on this lot, there is also a, an existing church and a, a daycare center and an uh, outbuilding, which is used for administrative purposes. There is something to note on this project in that it does exceed the maximum floor area allowed in this zone. This zone is the RS zone. The reason why there's a church there is because there was a conditional use permit um, and that church is permitted by uh, permitted use with that. Um, to get closer to the, cal the calculate back to the calculation of the maximum floor area, the city's maximum floor area code uh, once you get past 20,000 square feet in lot size, the multiplier for additional square footage which is allowed is 0.03. Uh, so that means every square foot of lot, lot area which is more than 20,000 square feet, you get an additional 0.03 of floor area allowed. And if you compare that to a 5,000 square foot lot, everything over the allowed you get 0.3. So they are somewhat penalized by having a large lot. Um, this is a 2.2 2 .2 acre lot, um, and uh, but it does exceed the maximum floor area. Should the design review board um, ag agree that this development meets their standards and the findings, they can approve this maximum floor area um, exceed exceedance. Uh, should you have any other questions? I am, I am, I'll be here, and I'll turn it back over to the chair. Very, very good. Um, welcome. Uh, introduce yourselves and fire away. Uh, touch the, oh, okay. there you go. Hi, I'm uh, Jennifer McGovern, and I'm the 
president and CEO of the Housing Trust Fund of Santa Barbara County, and we're co-sponsoring this project with Cambridge Drive Community Church, and um, I'm their agent for this process in terms of coming here. And um, we're very excited about this project. The whole purpose of it, there's actually multiple purposes, is to test new technology that has some promise of saving time and cost in building the structure, and also to uh, demonstrate use of surplus church land for additional affordable housing. And in the interim, I think there's a new state law, SB4, so we've been preempted <laughs> by the new state law um, that would allow uh, rezoning and right by, you know, development by right for, for affordable housing. And um, we also, uh, you know, want to do a case study on this to uh, show the community and, and other housing groups about the technology and is it something worthwhile to pursue or not in the future. Um, we're delighted to be co-sponsoring with the church. They've just been a great partner and they're very happy with the design for this and we feel that it fits in with the kind of eclectic neighborhood with the institutional uses and the schools and the on-site daycare, all of that. Um, so um, it, it's a combination of trying to show affordable housing and also demonstrate technology and what the technology can do. So there's some pretty cool design features, you know, some curved and round walls and, and that kind of thing, um, which is fun. So um, and I, we did present preliminarily to you, mm -hmm. so I think you're familiar, and Debbie yep. Pikekirk is going to go over some of the responses we had to your previous input. Great. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, thank you, well, and a uh, real pleasure to be here. And <clears throat> I, we're just so fortunate to have uh, this church as a partner because they, uh, they've been so supportive to this idea of creating an affordable home for a low-income family on their property. And I think they got very excited about the idea of demonstrating the 3D printing technology. So uh, you're already familiar with it because I think it was like August 22nd mm -hmm. uh, of 2023 that we kind of walked through this before. Um, and so not a lot has changed, but you made some comments that we definitely uh, wanted to address and uh, you have done so in the set of plans that you have in front of you. And I'm just going to quickly go through all of those and then maybe just open it up if you have questions or anything about uh, anything further than that. Perfect. W one of the first comments I think was that the, uh, you wanted to see maybe the garage would be expanded in size a little bit to create more storage space uh, in the garage and it also gave us a place to put the, the water, hot water heating and uh, as well as you know, a place to put uh, trash cans and that sort of thing uh, and storage for the residents of course. So we, on sheet four you, you'll see that, uh, uh, I think I numbered those sheets there uh, by hand and get them corresponding to you. There we go. So in any event you can see that the so You widen it a little bit this way. Yeah, pushed out a little bit and give us the ability to also uh, make the laundry room a little bit bigger as well. So we expanded that to make sure that there was you know, lots of space in there for mm -hmm. especially a family that is going to be doing probably a fair amount of laundry. Um, and I already mentioned that we put the hot water heater in the garage then in the corner there you can see it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, the other big one was, uh, and I think you can see it on the cover sheet probably best uh, with the rendering, we had a much more monumental, if you will, an elaborate uh, entrance uh, um, stair that led up to the uh, pad height. And uh, we had a couple of round planter areas, and I think everyone felt that uh, it was maybe a little much. <clears throat> so we really reduced that down and just made it a much more modest uh, approach, as you can see in that rendering. Okay, yeah. So we, yeah, we removed those planters and, uh, and the walls. Uh, and then the other one was the patios to the north. And I think if you flip to page 16, which is the landscape plan, Yes, I, I certainly can. There we go. Um, now this this is a, a great uh, uh, rendering to really show how the whole property will be developed with uh, some beautiful landscaping, et cetera, and how the home is really integrated into the into the site. But so first, you can see that we made the stairs a little more. Uh, modest and removed the sidewalls and the big planters. And then we expanded the uh, sort of front yard patio uh, as requested so that it actually could provide a place where, you know, the residents could sit out if they wanted to and just watch the world go by sort of a thing. And then we expanded the patio in the, in the back as well. Yeah, so here's plenty yeah. of outdoor um, space for the residents to, for their various activities, et cetera. Let me see if anything else pertains to this. You might mention the traded out the yeah. hardscape. Right, exactly. We've, we've got some different materials going into the hardscape there with the patio on the side and then the concrete in the back. Um, uh, and then we, we talked about this. This was always kind of a concept that we had in mind, which was uh, these rain barrels to capture water from the roof. Uh, and so you can see where the number 13 is located. You, you'll see them placed around the building at, at a couple of locations to capture rainwater and, and be able to reuse that. Uh, and the, let the uh, civil engineering plan actually shows uh, a detail of what that looks like and how it's going to work and so forth. Um, and I think that's pretty much it. We, we, the, the roof, because it's a flat roof, basically in a very shallow slope that is all going to be covered with solar panels anyway, we decided to, to go with a PVC type roof, kind of a light color for um, you know, energy efficiency purposes, et cetera. So that's about uh, it as far as the changes. Um, we're pretty excited to get this thing going, so hopefully we can get a, an approval today and uh, um, start working on finalizing the uh, construction documents and get the building permit and get the family moving in here. So, Excellent. Thank you. Um, all right. Uh, any questions for the applicant from the board? Jonathan? No questions. Uh, Elizabeth? No questions. Cecilia? None. Martha? Will you be coming back on final with um, complete landscape plans, uh, planting plan, irrigation plan, so on? I, I assume so. I assume that that's a requirement. So, but we do have a pretty complete plant list and uh, so forth. And it may end up that we go with a, a landscape contractor to actually do the final irrigation plan. Um, but um, in any event, we'll, yeah. we'll certainly comply with whatever the city requires for a single family home in terms of landscape. Okay. 
um, Chair Branch and yeah. Member DeGasis. So this project is before you for preliminary action and final. If there were some details that the board was comfortable with moving into conformance review, we could have we could do that and have Member DeGasis take a look at the final details if if needed. Okay, great. Uh, any other questions, Martha? No? All right, Jim, yeah. any questions? Yeah, I do. Um, this is a hypothetical, I guess, but what are the chances that you're going to be back here in another year or two asking for more square footage to the structure? For more what? Square footage. Oh, I seriously doubt that. We have a very tight budget to get this thing built. So at this point, we are, you know, we're probably even a little bit over the uh, square footage that we had originally intended, but we needed to, uh, this is what we needed to make this a livable dwelling. And there's and as far as you're concerned, looking into the future, this is what you're going to need and no more. That's correct. Okay. But what we're looking at, we're only allowed to really talk about what is in front of us. So, yeah. Um, okay. Uh, any comments? Jim, we'll start with you. Uh, no, I have a, I guess I have a question for staff. On the staff report on page two, second paragraph, second sentences. It says, though the member, whoever that is, didn't think the compatibility findings could be made for the project. What is the significance of that? And who was the member? Oh, that's that? I'm not, I'm inside in, but I'm, not, I'm on mute. What's that? Yeah. I didn't hear that. I'm sorry? Uh, thank you. I'm not sure what that interruption was. Uh, Thank you, Chair Branch, and to answer um, Member King's question, uh, that was more because the minutes have not been drafted for this meeting of August 22nd. It was uh, just so that we could um, recall what happened at that meeting, and the, the member that did not think that it met the compatibility findings was Member Whalen. Did I answer your question? Yes, it does. Is that, that all your comments, Jim? No. Well, continue, please. I'm sorry? Continue. No, that's it. I'm all done. You're all done. Okay. Martha? Uh, I think it looks really handsome. The building's beautiful, of course. Appreciate all the changes. Uh, the landscape rendering looks very attractive, but I do think it should come back for um, just a review by one of the members of the board. Um, what do you call it, Mary? Compatibility? Conformance review? Conformance review. So that can be done. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we could do that um, quickly and with an irrigation plan and a planting plan with the plants called out by location uh, with planting and irrigation details. And, Mr. Chair, that I, could, I presume that can happen any time prior to building permit issuance. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. That could, you email that to staff, and then they will email that presumably to Martha, our landscape architect on board, and she'll check it out, so. Um, okay, uh, Cecilia, comments? Um, yes, thank you. I think this is a great project, and unlike Member Whalen, I think it's gonna perfectly fit into a neighborhood that's very eclectic. Mm -hmm. If you stand in front of this site, you see to your right a big church building with a parking lot surrounding it. You see a sort of a mid-century church on this site uh, across the street is a school of sort of a nondescript architecture and you really don't see you don't really compare and contrast this project with the homes that are on Stork you can't 
because you can't really you can't really see it. So I think it's going to be a wonderful addition. What's nice on this site, there's kind of a little bit of everything. There's an old sort of Victorian type building, and then the 1930s church building, and so I think it's going to fit quite well with the neighborhood. I look forward to seeing it there, um, and I think it's very brave of the housing trust to undertake this project. Um, but I think it'll be, a lot of people will go by and go, wow, look at that. It'll be really nice. So, yeah, yeah, there'll be a crowd on the sidewalk going, look at that, isn't that technology interesting? And you're going to have to certainly publicize how it's, when it's printed. Um, so are have an event. You, you, can, you have an event so we all can gather around to see it. But I think it's great. Um, I'm just very pleased that you've been able to do this. And I hope that it all works out for you and for the tenants and for everybody. So thank you. Great. Elizabeth, any comments? I'm just very excited to see this project go forward so, and to come together. So, mm -hmm. so just lucky family. <laughs> Jonathan? I just want to echo Member Brown's enthusiasm. And uh, I think it is an exciting project. And I'm excited about the experimental aspect to you know, anything we can do to make housing um, more accessible to more people, especially in our part of the world. Uh, I, I'm, thank you for being willing to roll the dice on the experiment of will this work and will it actually be more affordable. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that my fellow members, we all seem to feel like let's, let's get on board with this effort and see it move forward. And I think, you know, the forms that, that we've chosen to uh, use uh, kind of demonstrate the flexibility of this uh, technology. I think you find it very interesting because the particular company that we're working with have a somewhat unique patented technology where they have like a tower sort of in the middle and then an arm that kind of goes around, you know, printing uh -huh. like that as opposed to some of the other technologies that we've yeah. seen. So oh, it'll be yeah. fun to see how that all comes yeah. together. Robotic arms. Well, I, I, as an architect, I can't wait to see how this thing plays out because um, uh, it's very intriguing to me. Um, I'm on board with, with the design and, and you know, I think, I think it seems probably um, unanimous across the board that the, that the, um, you know, the exceeding the, the FAR mm -hmm. is, is appropriate in this case. Yes. Um, you know, it's a unique, it's a unique case and this particular use is, is appropriate for its location in the neighborhood. So um, I, I, I'm on board with, with everybody else. Um, do we have any, any public speakers? If there are any members of the public on the Zoom webinar who wish to speak, would you please use the raise hand feature and I will call on you. And there are no responses. Okay. Uh, how about a motion for, for this at this point? I'd like uh, to make the following motion to adopt the uh, DOB and CEQA findings uh, provided in attachment A. The categorical exemption, section 15303A, new single family residence. And to make final, we can make final review today, Ms. Chang, yes? Yeah, you can do final. Okay, to final? Preliminary and yeah, final. I'm going to do that. Um, and we've added no new conditions and that the project will return for conformance review with a landscaped architect to review the 
the landscape and planting plan and irrigation plan. Is that appropriate? Oh, oh, okay. uh, oh and uh, that the divergence of the floor area is appropriate for the site. Okay, can I get a second? Second. Okay, uh, any discussion? All right, can we get roll call? Member White? Aye. Member King? Aye. Member Iman? Aye. Member Brown? Aye. Member DeGasis? Yes. Member Clinton absent, Member Whalen absent, and Chair Branch. Uh, yes, for sure. Yes, aye. Thank you, Thank you very guys much, very much, folks. Thank yep. you. I need to, uh, I need to take a, a two-minute break. So we'll be back in two minutes. Five minutes, fine. Here we go. Uh, I'm going to call the meeting back to order, and this takes us to our final item, item D1. Item D15399, Overpass Road, APN 071-220-036, 024 Santa Barbara, SB Humane Campus Renovation, case numbers 22-0008-DP, semicolon 22-0004-CUP, semicolon, 22-0003-SUB semicolon and 22-0026-DRB. Has everybody visited the site? Jim? Two site visits, no ex parte. Very good. Martha? Multiple site visits, no ex parte. Uh, I've had site visits, no ex parte. Uh, Cecilia? Yes, a site visit, and I had a... Zoom meeting with the applicant and his uh, lighting designers last Wednesday to try to resolve some of the um, ongoing issues that we had concerning uh, light trespass and meeting of city's uh, light standard, lights, li light trespass standards. Very good. Elizabeth? No site visit, no ex parte. Okay. Jonathan? Uh, no recent site visit, no ex parte. Okay. Great. Um, Travis, the floor is yours. Thank you, Chair Branch and members of the board. This project was last before you on September 26, 2023, where you granted a preliminary recommendation on the design of the project to the Planning Commission with the condition that the footprint of the original historic Beck House be indicated on the proposed site and that the walkway leading to the Beck House be expanded to greater than seven feet as allowed by the program. On October 26, 2023, the Planning Commission approved the project. The appeal period ended on November 6th and no appeal was filed. The applicant returns to you with a slight changes in response to the conditions that you gave. The pathway leading to the Beck House was not widened, but the enclosures were moved back. So it was, allows a greater visual from the entrance to the Beck House relocated location. And then we had some lighting changes as well. We had the two bollards, two lighting poles removed from the eastern and south southern driveways. Um, that concludes staff's presentation. Staff and the applicant team are available for any questions. Okay. Thank you. Very good. Welcome, you guys. And uh, before you proceed, uh, fascinating project. And not that we didn't love your two-hour presentation last time, but let's <laughs> focus on 
the things that are different from last time. We will. Okay? Uh, proceed. Thank you, Chair Branch. Uh, Steve Fort with uh, Suzanne Knowledge Planning and Permitting. Here with us is uh, Judy Parch, who is our client uh, representative with SB Humane. Michael Holliday and Matt Grice are here from uh, DMHA. Nicole Horn, who you've met previously today, is here <laughs> from uh, uh, Courtney Jean Miller, Landscape Architects. And as needed, there's a few folks on, uh, on Zoom. Uh, two gentlemen from uh, Cisco, our lighting designer, Seth and Varma. Uh, our civil engineer, Wayne Fitch, is there as necessary, and also uh, 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 Tim Hazeltine is on Zoom as, as well. Um, again, we've, we were approved by PC. We're working on zoning clearance now and reviewing stormwater plans and public improvement plans with Public Works. So we're here uh, requesting final approval. Um, as uh, Travis, uh, our planner, uh, mentioned, we have addressed um, your two comments from the last hearing about widening that opening going down that walkway towards the back house um, and the other was uh, uh, indicating the back, back house footprint uh, in its original location toward the front of the property and I believe those two handouts that Nicole gave you are a, a summary of those. Um, we did meet with uh, member Brown last week as mentioned and we, we removed one pole fixture and moved one further into the site, into the parking lot, to, sorry, to address uh, some photometric uh, spillover concerns there. Um, just, just to let you know, the, the materials are in the plans on the, the A9 sheets, and there's also some landscape materials on the L500 sheets, and then architectural details are on the, uh, the A602, a700 sheets um, that we can flip to as necessary. Um, we thought in the essence of being brief and moving this along, I just wanted to give you that brief overview about how we addressed your comments from the last time, where the details are and where the materials are, and um, maybe just let you guys uh, bounce any questions off us or let us know what you're thinking about. Yeah, why don't we, I mean, is this the, um, is this the, Kind That'd of probably be a good place. Yeah, um, why don't you start yeah, there? Chair Branch, uh, uh, members of the Design Review Board, my name is Michael Holliday. We're the project architects for the project, and I'm going to let Nicole kind of walk you through the two planning issues that you asked. We, we made both the changes that were requested, and they're sort of summarized in that uh, cover sheet. Okay. Correct. Thank you, Michael. And we, we just put this together because if you look at our drawings, it's represented on five different sheets, um, <laughs> the way that our drawings are now. So to I just put them all back together so you could see here. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm going to get as far as I can. Yeah, so the Buck House um, has been relocated here um, on the side adjacent to the Caltrans right away, which we've talked about before, and then just reorienting you. I can't reach over there. <laughs> can I stand? Can you guys, sure. Can you hear me if I stand? Sure. And then this, this is the existing location of the Buck House. Right, so it's it's on access axis here. So we've got this long corridor here, and the first comment was about opening up this corridor, view corridor visually. So we have renderings of that. I'm just going to walk you through the dimensions here. It was immediately adjacent to this walkway, this fencing here, and that closed it down. And we've opened up the fencing to nine feet, from six feet to nine feet, keeping the walkway the same width. And um, we opened it to the south here, plan south, so that when you look down the corridor and you'll see the renderings, you see more of the um, entrance to the back house, the front door. 
And what we've done here is we've emphasized sort of the paving on that walkway and carried that all the way into the adoption court so that when you come through the lobby, you'll see kind of this first visual cue um, that that's the access to the back, back house. And then here, this is the existing location of the back house, the existing footprint. Correct, and that's the original footprint, the historic um, portion. Take a breath. <laughs> and what we've done is we've kind of um, massaged the parking a little bit to give it a little bit more breather. We moved this parking island north. Um, and then we were proposing artificial turf within the footprint. And you can see it's framed here. And we have a seat wall here that would uh, match some of our other seat walls on site. Cool. And I think that's it. We can go to the, um, the renderings if you want to see that. Do we know which? Sheet those are. Oh, you're almost there. You. Oh, you're oh. Almost there. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it. Oreo, or we could look at the. Oh, that's it. That's the after. So that's the after. See what it was how we've opened it up on the lower part, that extra, it's a 30% increase. Uh, so we saw this last time, yeah. and now you've moved this over. So from that other end, you're seeing more, yeah, more of the house. Three feet. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a good frame. Yeah, only three feet, but what, that made a huge difference. <laughs> Great. All right. Um, what else? Was, oh, it was lighting, mm -hmm. lighting stuff. Yeah. Um, let me just give you some background. What occurred as a result of our meeting on Wednesday, and I was uh, really appreciative that you had your lighting engineers and asked some questions. Um, so re the res the issue at our last meeting was that there was considerable light trespass um, beyond the property line into the street. Um, and now with the reduction or the elimination of one of the lights that was at the very edge of the driveway entrance, that, that resolved the problem. Um, I do have a question, though, and I did, uh, and perhaps if you have your lighting engineers, you can explain this to me. Um, on the northern property edge, uh, the, the light from the, I guess this, these are sort of kennels? We Sorry. Move this over here and get it under the camera so the oh, okay. public can see what you're. Okay. Sorry. It's a, lot of, a lot of people. No worries. So the camera will have to come in tight to, in order to see these. I don't know if they can do that or not. But here, here along this edge, you might have to stand up. Um, the, the light is normally when you see a lighting plan with a, a light at the edge of the property line, it has backside shielding. So there's no light spillover. Um, here, it appears that there are these ES2 lights here. I guess these are kennels. And the light at the property line is like 272930. But right across the property line is 000, which is just fine. But how do you achieve that? Is there some big block wall or something that uh, limits the light trespass? Or how, how does that occur? Because normally the light you know, when you see it in lighting plan, diminishes over the mm -hmm. distance from 3.0 to 2.1 to whatever. So, so could I jump in? Yeah. Member Brown, Steve Ford, Seps. Um, yeah. 
Those are not kennels. Those are uh, covered parking spaces. Oh, okay. They're going to have the covers over them oh, with okay. solar on top of them. Okay. And they'll have a light underneath them. And what we're proposing, you know, just a you know a light for a parking spot right. under right. the cover for yeah, someone yeah. to see their car and yeah. feel safe. Um, what we're proposing to do, and we've talked with our lighting designer about this, is this is kind of a crude sketch, but the, and we can you can put that over there if you'd like. Yeah. But that's the. That's the, um, the section, of and, the and these are carport. a design-build uh, carport cover, or right. is that the word I'm looking for? The name, and what we're planning on doing is hanging a light under there, right. and using those are those are beams so going. This, this under. is the steel framing, so I'm, framing I'm assuming beams. this is a section cutting through. Yeah, right. yep. so yep. you're gonna have a light recessed here. Yep, and we'll we'll so hang a little block. We'll hang an eyebrow. Uh, not unlike you would see on a street light when someone gets like a shade oh, on yes. a street light. It'll be shielded from from the beams to help shield it from going off. Side. Okay, so it'll be for with each light shielded at the at the rear of the light. Yep. Yep. Okay, all yep. right. That that'd be great. And um, if we could make some sort of notate, is that going to be some sort of notation in that that that's going to occur? That would be helpful. Just for yeah, we could add that. You know, the yeah. light fixtures will be shielded to meet the code requirement okay. for the photometrics. Okay. That's great. Or it okay. could be something that Travis okay. looks for. Yeah, when okay, that, that would be good just for posterity because it's, it's a big campus with a lot of lighting concerns and considerations. And we've always, every project we've seen here before the board has met all standards, and, and you do here, so that's, that's good. And I, I appreciate that. I, I do think it's, what I do like about the plan, it seems like, with everything new, it's going to be have this sort of glow <laughs> on the campus, right? Because you have all these different kinds of lighting fixtures throughout the campus. And, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have it on all night long, but you're not going to do that. You'll turn it off at a certain hour. But I think it'll be really love. It'll be really not a, a beautiful project. And it's, as you know, this is complicated. It's lots, lots going on here. Probably one of the most detailed lighting plans that we've seen with many different components. So... Appreciate your concern and your meeting the city's code, and that's really gratifying because we try to be a dark sky city as much as we can. So that's that's helpful. Thank Great. you. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you. Excellent. Uh, any anything else? Uh, I, I know it depends if your desire is to flip through the details or. Um, I'd like to see some of the architectural details. Yeah, okay. I'm interested in the the roofs and and, and windows. Check those out. They're I'll, on. I'll let uh, you steer yep. those. Okay. They're going to be in like the A602, A703. Yeah, we'll just kind of walk you through. You, you've seen all of this. We've got all of our standards and details here. Yeah. Um, all the photos. Get through this right here. Site plan, which you've, everything's consistent. This yep. is the plan that you've seen before. 602. Go to that. And as you go through the buildings, too, the materials are called out as you go, like, like here. Yeah, everything's called out. But for well, just to talk about the architecture, yeah. these are the perspective sketches that we showed you last time with the Whoops. standing seam metal roof. Right. Uh, nothing's changed. Everything's the same. And our color materials board is actually behind us. These are the computer renderings, which are actually new. You haven't seen these, but they're the, the more refined documentation just to show the clean yep. detailing with the gutter system and then the sort of uh, sloped, the biophilic shaping of the roofs. Um, plaster building, well, painted plaster um, and integral color. These are some other uh, 3D views of the front, what it's going to look like. Awesome. 
yeah, real clean, tried to keep, you know, it's an institutional building, so by design it's kind of function first, uh, but we've got some really pretty interesting and contemporary design concepts for the shaded roofs and even for the animals, you know, having yeah. the transparent entries. There's sure. the Beck House, and if you want to ship back to... Yeah, let's see the, um, the Eve, Eve details. Just to show this real quick, these are the colors and materials. So if there's any questions, we can come back and highlight those. The rain chains, which are a big part of the whole design here. And then how we've dealt with the eaves. So this is the, um, uh, it's, a, it's a perforated, uh, well, on the, on the exterior, it's not perforated. It's a metal soffit that is, is finished in a wood tone. Mm -hmm. So on the underside of this, this is sort of that dark bronze colored exterior fascia that's consistent with all the gutters and all the fascias, right. and the underside is this wood material, which is a fascia that's consistent. Is the, is the, is the fascia, is the gutter incorporated into the fascia? Uh, no, the gutter's right separate. there, that little, it's, because we needed, yeah, so that little it's piece not right a, it's, it's not a single piece. It's yeah, it's too big. Piece. So yeah. we, it was, it was like overwhelming. So this little detail here is, and we can cut into that detail, show you that detail, but that's kind of how it looks, and it's consistent with all, all the projects. Um, See what's the uh, detail? Try A six o two. A nine o two. Go back there a little bit. Eight o one. Should we see? We might have to have Travis pull that up if you because there's. Oh, it's at the very end. Okay, there it is. Yes, at the very end. Oh, here we go, A602. Sorry about that. Yeah, no worries. Uh, so, yeah, how the gutter detail works. So this is, let's see. There's your head soffit. Oh, these are just your storefront details. These yeah. are cool. Let's go next. Oh, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, so what we've done is there's how the structure reads and goes across there, and then these gutters are only, they're a six-by-six, six, essentially, dimension, but captures all the rainwater. And it also is a really nice kind of proportion on the front, much nicer than a big solid piece. Um, and then these rain chains are going to come down all over the site to because we're going to really talk about the stormwater management issues on the project and how we're dealing with it, and it's pretty kind of environmentally sensitive aspect for, for it. So. so that's cool. So this is so that allows you to that can be a different length yeah. depending where the bed that it has to go into because it goes. was really we ha we had to have three feet of clear area by the time the rain chain comes down from nine or ten feet so that yeah these allow us to s extend out and they're kind of innovative little features that that's pretty cool tell the story of how we've thought about the rainwater and getting it down into the ground oh, and they're held up with the with the l yeah l bar it's that's a little cool. steel element yeah it's really cool and then this goes all the way around as you can see so yeah. these things drop down where they need to but it's a pretty clean little detail that is very cool. Those are some of the other details there. Yep, yep, cool. All right, anybody else have any other questions? Uh, do we have uh, any comments from the public? If there are any members of the public on the Zoom webinar who wish to speak, please use the raise hand feature and I will call on you. I know. And there are no responses. All right. Um, well, what about uh, comments from the board? Jim, do you have any comments? No, I have no comments. Uh, Martha? I have some. <laughs> um, 
one, and I think foremost in my mind, is the way that the fencing has been altered for the view of the Beck House. I think it looks fantastic on the left-hand side if you look at that rendering on 806. Um, and I would beg oh, yeah. to have that fencing set back on the right-hand side because it's still cut that pole and those posts still cut into the view of the house. Um, you went three feet over to the left-hand side, but you kept it flush to the edge of the sidewalk on the right-hand side, and I don't understand why that decision was made. It's, in my mind, really, really important to open the view as well on the right-hand side, and why not just push that fence over 18 inches so that you clear the edge of the house visually. It doesn't seem like the dog is gonna matter. It's gonna matter to the dog if he lost 18 inches when he's running about there. Plus, um, well, I don't know operationally if that's an advantage to you or not. I just think it's gonna look a lot nicer to have the landscaping against the fence on both sides instead like of just on one side. And it's a, it's a real sticking point for me. I feel it's really important. So that's one comment I have. Um, second, I'm not real keen on the artificial turf being used for the footprint of the Beck House. I think we asked for maybe having a, a flush sandstone curbing indicating the footprint, and maybe it could be, so you've got a, um, Cesalaria or Carex or something between that, there's a little strip between the parking and that artificial turf, and I think it's going to be kind of a, a little tough read there. Um, maybe it could all be uh, some kind of a Carex or a low-growing Carex or something, um, or a flat ground cover with that sandstone edge uh, flush to the the surface, something even if you put regular turf, you've got fescue in two locations. Could it be just fescue? Well, my thought was that I wanted something that wasn't going to die and look bad or be splotchy if dogs urinate on it. Um, so that's why I went with artificial turf, so that would you would always read the footprint. But mm. an alternative would be, I think, the permeable pavers that we use in the Beck House Plaza, um, to, so that we maintain the form of the footprint. I don't want to lose it with planting that might die or have to get replaced. Or yeah, I mean, I think even if it, if it were to be a hard inert surface that provides an actual pretty nice little seating area mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. like a little plaza um, for users I think you know it does kind of fight a little bit with the organic form of the walkway the way it's very elegantly rendered there but um, that to me would be a nicer solution than the artificial turf um, much nicer in fact I think and then I don't know if there's a concern of people stepping from the parking area over into that walkway or if that's a good thing. But, but I'm just going to say that that was something that stood out for me. And then um, lastly, we didn't really 
look at the landscaping around the Beck House that you've indicated, but it seems uh, contemporary to me. It's got the uh, velvet agaves and um, some Australian plants and so on. I, I would think that it would be very nice to have it reference the fact that it was a farmhouse and maybe bring in some of the fruit trees that are all, you're already dealing with on site, an orange tree perhaps or something like that that might suggest that it was a farmhouse and that there was um, you know, a more traditional landscape, maybe something, some plants that were kind of a standard at the turn of the century or the, the chosen, whatever the chosen exact decade is that um, you're referencing there. Um, 303, Scott. And 303, yeah. um, just make it seem a little more friendly and cottagey. Uh, the, the landscape palette throughout the site, I think, is beautiful. But I think if the Beck House just um, diverges from that a little bit and and sort of looks like a bit of more of a reference to its original setting would be great. Um, then uh, I noticed that at the, how would I call this, the southwest driveway, um, you're protecting two avocado trees down there. It looks like the civil storm drains running through the root system there. And I wonder if they want to take another look at that um, because your tree protection root zone and all that um, is hand dug and so on. I don't know if they can move it up a bit. Yeah, no, we, if you could go to L2702, that's the irrigation plan. Um, and you can actually see that there's, there's more um, utilities there than we had. Uh, Thought. Uh, are we, we talking about right here? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. There are. We were going to connect at the north side of the of the driveway where the existing um, curb cut is, and then, you know, through this whole process um, and the phasing, we decided at the last moment, you know, our our engineers that we were going to connect down here. So that avocado tree, you know, after we did the submittal, the submittal that avocado probably has to go um, because we have fire coming in there we have water coming in there we have all of those backflow preventers um, so we'll replace it with something else we haven't um, gotten that far yet yeah I mean maybe that's an opportunity to mitigate that with an avocado up at the back house or something like that but just a thought um, and then additionally I noticed that um, at the driveway along Overpass, or I mean the parking area along overpass, you're protecting those ash trees, and you've got culverterias planted underneath them, a couple of them, it looks like. Yeah, the culverteria are, the, are in the parkway, so we might have, we could rearrange the spacing, but that, that species um, we specifically selected because it is tolerant to the gray water that we're going to be using on site and also not toxic to dogs. So most of the species on the city's list were either not gray water tolerant or toxic to dogs. But we can re-space them. Yeah, I mean, and maybe that ash canopy is so high that uh, the culverterias are going to grow fine until the ashes 
go away. But um, those are just the things that I noticed. But, you know, just circling back to the fencing, that's kind of a do or die thing for me there. The fencing? Um, yeah, those are. The, the view. Oh, oh, at the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, Cecilia? Um, I really like this project. I think it's just fabulous. A lot of thought has gone into it. Um, it's, the architecture is beautiful. I was just thinking, you know, I want to go over there and just walk around and look at everything <laughs> once it gets done. I mean, it's, it's going to be really beautiful. It's going to be a centerpiece of that area. You've got all those sort of industrial, no, no design, no thought buildings, and this is just going to be a really handsome addition to that part of uh, Goleta. Um, I think a lot of care and concern has been put into the project. Um, it's, I don't think we've ever seen one a project quite so deep with a lot such detail before, which is kind of nice and it's good to think about all this stuff and how it is incorporated into the project. Um, I just think it's, you know, it's, it's just going to be up there for a long time going forward because you're redoing the whole campus and that's what, what a great thing that is. It's just going to be a really Fabulous. I don't, know, I don't know how to say it. It's You know, you go by there and everything's kind of pedestrian in that area and it's kind of like nobody cares about the architecture. But here, somebody has cared about it and it's really, I think, very distinctive looking. Um, certainly, any place in Goleta should have this, every place in Goleta should have this kind of architecture and this thought behind what goes on. Maybe you could, Mike would be the architect for the City of Goleta Project. Anyway, <laughs> so... Um, no, I, I like it, and I appreciate your um, changes to meet city standards uh, on lighting ordinance. Um, the city has, you know, tried hard to, um, with the ordinances written, to um, be dark sky friendly, and I think all projects have, 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 made, have gotten there, and even their street lights, have, you know, when they did the street light conversion project, they... The 2700 Kelvin, we did a lot of backlighting protection and so on and so forth. So it's, it's just really nice and lovely, and, and thank you for going to the extent of to doing all the renovations. I know it's going to be very expensive, but it's going to look gorgeous. And, you know, I'm gonna, we'll just go over there and adopt a whole bunch of dogs. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. So it's great. I love it. Um, my only question for uh, staff is that... Uh, Mr. Gasis has made a lot of comments concerning landscaping, and I'm not sure how will that be incorporated. Will that somehow be memorialized? This is for a question for Travis. Well, it'll depend on your uh, motion. What what oh, is okay. Okay. going to be okay. we'll uh, memorialize incorporated? But we'd like to address those comments okay. too when okay. we get a chance. Okay. Good. Okay. okay. Um, Elizabeth, comments. Um, I like. This project, I like the changes that you have made, so thank you for that. So I like the opening. Jonathan? Uh, I think overall it's a, a fantastic project. I'm really excited about it. Uh, I do agree with Member DeGasis that it might be nice to even further widen the view corridor towards the Beck House. 
And I, I like her comments about uh, the farmhouse tradition. Um, so many of the houses that were in that era, of, of most of the landscaping was utilitarian as well as decorative. And so maybe something like loquat trees or when I owned the Sexton house, they still had valerian planted in the front, you know, things that the, the farmer and his wife could come out and, and make pragmatic use of. Uh, and just a thought of along that line, trying to outline the Beck house um, footprints. Um, as I recall, as an amateur from crawling around underneath the Sexton house, it had a large... Um, a layer of what I would call sandstone boulders, and then built on top of that, it was brick and mortar. Mm -hmm. And so the um, maybe an outline of brick and mortar in the footprint of the Beck House would be sort of a nod towards the construction traditions of that era. Very nice. Um, Chair Branch. Yep. Could I just make a comment? Go ahead. Um, this is a sort of a personal comment, but my wife and I have been looking to adopt a dog, and, <laughs> and we've been making the rounds uh, to Santa Maria, San Luis Obispo, and, and I can tell you that when I think, I think when this project is complete, that you're going to walk away with first prize in terms of the way this thing is set up, the layout of it, the availability of access, yeah. and uh, you, you've done a really good job, I think. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I can only echo what everybody said. This is for sure going to be the the preeminent uh, animal hub in in this entire area, the Tri Counties. I mean, this is this is going to stand out. So, um, you know, big big tip of the hat to the entire team. I think I think it's uh, an outstanding job at at every level. You know, I mean, every aspect of the project from you know, from the architecture to the landscaping, to the lighting, to the, you know, environmental considerations, you know, all of it. I think you guys have done really a tremendous job. So, um, so I'm going to vote no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, really, really good job, guys. Um, Could we address those comments? That uh, certainly, Mr. Chair. Um, so uh, we, we studied the width issue quite a bit. So we went from six feet to nine feet. One possibility, and we have three feet on one side and then the fences go on the other side. So if everything's sort of integrated into that, so if we did have to widen that, we would have to reduce the size of the animal uh, kennels. So that, that's sort of been the big pushback for, for that width issue. So that's, and Courtney can maybe talk about that a little bit, but that. That is something that could be done, but the reason we left it the way we did was because we were trying to make kind of a reasonable accommodation. Um, and then the other, um, well, all the other comments were really positive, but, uh, oh, and I like the idea, perhaps, uh, the, um, Court, Courtney addressed, or uh, Nicole addressed the um, issue with the turf, but I kind of like that paver idea, don't you? Yeah. I mean, I think that was a really positive thing, but we'd have to study if we can push back on the on the left side and if we can do it you know that'd be just a relatively easy change but i even like the stone idea um the sandstone curve especially because we're using the sandstone well we're using stone um at the columbarium and you know we're we've tried to introduce it in other places as kind of like a trying to bring it all back together um to the columbarium so the columbarium doesn't quite seem so 
different, um, even though it'll be different in form. And I don't, you know, we I was just looking at the plan again um, for that widening in the walkway. The reason we didn't widen it on the, whatever, the north side is because we have the rain chains on the other side too. Um, so when the rain chains come down, we don't want them to come down into the dog yards. Uh, so we couldn't like push the yards any closer to the um, adoption building. But I think if we can, we could study it. And we, as long as we can maintain the same amount of square footage, that was our goal. Uh, make sure we have the same. Even 12 inches footage. might address your comment and right. not, you know, we wouldn't, we, we don't have room to do the three feet that you, you know, on the other side, but at least maybe some landscape element on the opposite side would it address your concern? Yeah, I mean, I think it, even splitting the difference, if you went 18 inches on one side and 18 on the other, does that, I mean, I know you're taken away from the the wrong, <laughs> the wrong dog run, but um, yeah, so you're saying the landscape area that's adjacent to building A needs to be there to accept the drainage, so. Correct, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand that, but I, I just feel like, uh, one, moving the Beck House, uh, I've, I was opposed to it, a number of members of the community were opposed to it, so um, now it's pushed to the area that it is, and you're respecting it it by surrounding it with landscape. So I think maximizing that view through there is, is going to be an aesthetic enhancement for the entire project. And again, I, you know, I am a dog lover, but I'm not sure that um, dog A, B, and C is gonna know that they lost 18 inches of yard. I, again, I'm not programming the space, so I'm probably speaking out of turn there, but it, it, that's kind of a big deal to me, and maybe it wouldn't be as big a deal if there weren't the canopy poles and so on that also sort of intersect the view of the of the house. Um, so I'll just let We that. could look at planning, you know, even if it was a foot or something to push back, just landscape and plant that. That way, that way you'd have balanced landscaping on either side, three feet on one side and 12 inches on the other. Yeah, I think that would, anything's gonna help. 12, 18, I'd push for two, but it, you know, I'm like I said, I'm not n not uh, speaking with operations or programming, so I, I'm not sure what the great concern of the space of those okay. um, runs is. And your your other comment about making the planting more traditional or or at least more divergent from the other planting at the Beck House, I think, is a good comment, and we'll work with um, Tim and Pam, our historians, and get their input again on how they think we could best accomplish that. Yeah, I mean, as I said, I think the plant palette throughout is beautiful. You've done a gorgeous job on the the whole planting plan, and believe me, I spent hours yesterday <laughs> looking at it, so pretty, um, pretty thoroughly reviewed it. It looks good, but that does stand out that I think it should, should speak to what the Beck House was in its history, so thank you. Okay. Any other comments? Someone want to take a stab at a motion on this? Maybe Martha could start because she has the longest laundry list and we can just add or if she wouldn't mind. You're here for final, I assume. Yeah. Um, so I would move that we approve the project as submittal for final um, 
accepted as submitted for final with the following changes and comments uh, that the fencing adjacent to the building a dog adoption along the axial line, the view line to the Beck House from the adoption and reception area be moved north so that there is a planting area between the walkway and the dog runs uh, to allow better view into the Beck House. That the landscaping around the Beck House reflect the period of the original structure and its use uh, to be more like the original farmhouse planting, perhaps incorporating some uh, fruit trees and more varied landscaping. And that the outline indicating the original location of the Beck House be rendered in a flush sandstone curb, same material as being used at the columbarium, and that the um, infill of that footprint be an inert material, either pavers or decomposed granite or something like that. And that we adopt the back page. Okay. <laughs> that, that's that's uh, it for your motion. That's it. Okay. That's my Can motion. I just verify, um, Chair Branch and Member DeGases, that uh, that those details will come back for conformance review, yes, by the chair. Conformance review. And we, could I just ask about? We submit that to. Uh, our planner, Travis, and that's, that makes its correct. way to you and back to Travis. Okay. And to her, yeah. And to yeah. Martha. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep, correct. And um, <clears throat> if that's your motion, uh, I wonder if the motion maker would like, if I could add uh, the one issue about the shield, the back shielding of the lights in building. To verify that it's on the plans? Yeah, to verify, it. thank you, to verify it's on the plans, whatever that building is, that building number. That was the, that was the carport. Car the carport on the northern side, right. And, and to verify that the uh, shielding of the north carport lighting is accomplished. Yeah, yeah. and I'll, I'll second that. Thank you. And so she, we've got a motion and a second. Any discussion? Okay, how about roll call? Member White. Aye. Member King. Aye. Member Iman. Aye. Member Brown. Yes. Member DeGasis. Yes. Member Clinton absent, member Whelan absent, Chair Branch. Yes. Congrats, you guys. Great. Congrats. Thank you very much. It's going to be a great project. Thank you. We're excited about it. It's really going to be a great project. Now we got to get to work. Thank you. Good, good luck with that. Thank you, guys. It's going to be great. Thank you for all the big plans. Okay. Thanks for working with us. Um, all right, that will take us to um, item E, announcements by members and staff. Anybody have anything? All right, then on that note, we are adjourned. Thank you very much. Thank you.